We have for you the 42 weirdest videos on Osama bin Laden's computer. Not all 42 of them are entertaining, but several of them are. We'll hit you with that list in here a little bit. But now something we like to call the late night joke off. Mm. So when a story is big enough that all your late night comedians take a take a swat at it. And uh, then Joe grades them. I grade them and then demand that the lowest graded be drummed out of the business. I'm still waiting for Stephen Colbert to be seen on the unemployment line as he's frequently the loser. Here we go. President Trump was talking to members of Congress about his tax reform bill today and says he wants to call it the Cut, Cut, Cut Act. (laughs) I guess that beats the name for his immigration bill, the Bye, Bye, Bye Act. When the uh, whole process started, House Speaker Paul Ryan kicked the naming over to Trump because of his penchant toward branding. Yes, he's a branding genius. I mean, where does he come up with these incredible inventive names? Uh, Trump Tower, uh, Trump Stakes, Trump University, Donald Trump Jr. It's just, (laughs) he's a poet. According to reports, President Trump wanted to call the upcoming Republican tax bill the Cut, Cut, Cut Act, which is a terrible name. But it is a lot shorter than calling it the If I Cut Your Taxes, Will You Forget About My Treason Act. Wow. Wow. I actually think it's a pretty good name in terms of branding. Trump? Oh, Cut, Cut, Cut. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Well, we have a, a, a tie uh, for the bottom, between Fallon and Myers, both with D's, Fallon gets a half-grade upgrade to a B plus, D plus, because he's intentionally bad. That's right. For his dumb, dumb audience. He should be graded on a curve. Leno figured right. out a long time ago, you can be number one by kind of dumbing down your jokes. Right. Just keep them. Why did Silly Willie tiptoe past the medicine cabinet? Because he heard there were sleeping pills. Right. Keep your humor at that level, and, and America will love you. So Fallon uh, escapes the bottom. Uh, Seth Myers with a D should be drummed out of the freaking business. I gave Colbert a B minus, and I dislike Colbert intensely. I thought that was pretty funny editorial and uh, uh, although, made me chuckle, which is one of my really main ways to judge a joke. I right. think that only goes to show your fairness and why you are the right person to judge this contest. <laughs> you know, Sean, that's why they call me High Road. So, what do my kids in Osama bin Laden have in common? They both really like Tom and Jerry, apparently. Long beards. Oh, sorry. I got it wrong. <laughs> they both, really, they both wrong. really like Tom and Jerry. Wow. Among the videos found on Osama bin Laden's computer, lots of Tom and Jerry, which is pretty funny, you know. Got to tell you. It, it's, it's amazing to me that the Looney Tunes and the old-timey Tom and Jerry's still entertaining to my kids. A lot of them with no words. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's, just, it's just pantomime acting out stuff. And, and enjoyed by American children on a ranch. And the evil terrorist mastermind mm-hmm. in Abadabadabad. Now, he also had some beheading videos, which is pretty disgusting. Oh, God. Uh, that I wouldn't want my kids to watch. Why, yep. why do you have to keep those videos? What, what, what do you watch them at night when uh, you need to relax or what? Sick. Uh, in terms of things he has in uh, common with my children, though, back to that. Ants, fantastic movie. Cars, great movie. Mm. Sure, I'm sure he liked that. I don't know if he had it translated into Arabic or, or what. Chicken Little. I preferred an ant's life to ants. Uh, Chicken Little, which my kids also really enjoyed, so that sort of thing. Um, the most amusing thing that he had on his computer, and just in terms of, wow, that's something Osama bin Laden was into, viral video from a few years back. If you remember, Charlie bit my finger. It's a little kid and a dad and all that sort of stuff. 
made the rounds like Charlie bit my finger and Osama bin Laden, you know, sitting there chuckling to that as a dad and a grandfather. Yeah. Well, he had a bunch of kids yeah. around the compound and a bunch of wives, which just gets to the intricacies of the uh, of the human mind, the psyche and everything like that. He has no problem beheading other fathers if they have a different religion than him. Uh, but as a father himself, he understands the, the, the joys and the cuteness of little kids. All in his fighters uh, rape children and his allies. Boy, you know, there's that. Yeah. Super. Huh. He had a fairly popular uh, truther video on there, 9-11 conspiracy movie. He had a 9-11 truther movie? Called Loose Change, which I is one of I tell you what, most... the more I watch this, the more I think, I don't know, maybe Bush knew something. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you know what? It's true. How could steel melt? That steel doesn't sound doesn't possible. Melt. And what about that Building 7? That's Wh- really weird. Why did he have Loose Change, one of the most popular conspiracy theory films, on his computer that he watched? I don't know. I mean, just wondering what we're talking about in America. I don't know. Uh, something called well, Einstein. One of his guys sent it to him, said, you're not going to believe this. A movie about the fall of the Roman Empire. He was trying to bring down the American Empire. Makes mm, sense. Sure. Uh, something about Einstein. Uh, a number of crochet instructional YouTube videos. You got to do something a while away the hours, hiding out in a bottomod. He was he was le- sitting there in that chair. That one picture we've seen with the with the shawl around. That's his, right. Probably uh, crocheted that himself. I'll be praised. My shawl is getting worn out. Sex. I need to learn how to make a new one. Some video called "Sex Crimes in the Vatican." Now that is rich. If you were watching stuff about Christianity and the sex crimes that occur within that religion, and using that to justify why you're willing to go after those infidels while you all are doing what you're doing, that mm-hmm. is that is something. Yeah, but if you look at it through the, the lens of like the Russian disinformation campaigns, anything that weakens your opponent is, is a useful weapon. You know, if there's hypocrisy, I mean, like, oh, please, Good look, point. look at the Republicans and the Democrats, all constantly howling at each other for things they're doing themselves. More Tom and Jerry, the Pink Panther, which he was also into. Ah, classic. He had one YouTube video of some girls fighting. One of those, you know, that makes around where we're... Like a random street fight yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, oh, one of those wow. YouTube videos. Hair pulling. Yeah. Um, he had a, a kid's video, an alphabet song, One, Two, Buckle My Shoe, alphabet song for kids. I don't know if he if he had little children that ever visited him there in Obadabad, or if he just was... Really easily amused. Well, according to the intelligence reports I've seen through watching Zero Dark Thirty on cable the other night, there were kids at living at the compound. Oh, okay, so that's why you had one, two, buckle my shoe. Yeah, and all and, those other things. Yeah, all the Tom and it, Jerry's and things. Was it in English? I don't know. Because, you know, you got to teach your kids English if they're going to be worldwide anything. So this, like... Including terrorist masterminds. World War One stuff, Rome stuff, all that sort of stuff, Einstein stuff. That's all for him, and then all the kids' videos are for the children there in the, in the compound. Okay. Yeah. Although I'll bet he'd watch with his uh, youngsters. He spent a lot of time there. He had a lot of time on his hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he wasn't writing his managerial consulting gobbledygook. Including, listen to this, would you? You know, in, in uh, movies and screenwriting, they have uh, what they call a pet the dog scene. It's really effective. You see the terrible villain being very human. Petting a dog, doing a kindness for somebody, it makes them more complex and scary than if they're just a two-dimensional monster. Here's Osama bin Laden uh, giving advice on uh, dealing with uh, fighters and people and whatever. If patience runs out, then be patient with all. Abundance in consultation, 
followed by determination without hesitation. Um, if the dream ends, you will dream with all the brothers. Have a big heart and smile. Your smile in the face of your brother is a good deed. Wow. little smile and the world smiles back at you. So are they all getting this stuff out in the field and saying, oh, you know, the great leader all will be prized, or are they rolling their eyes? Oh, God. <laughs> what does this even mean if the dream ends, you will dream with all the brothers? You believe the crap we get from corporate? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watch yeah. some more Tom and Jerry and leave me alone. Right. We're trying to get our <laughs> quarterly reports done that you said we had to fill out. Now I'm reading this crap. Listen to this, though. Task the matters at work to those you trust in their strength and loyalty. But do not cut ties with he who is not. Keep your friends close. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good mm. one. Yeah. And uh, to that point, should there be someone at work whom you dislike? Reason with him. Do not lead him to the point where he becomes your enemy. Just some good stuff there. It's it is so clear reading all this stuff. He was the man- one of the managers of a giant construction company, then decided, I'm tired of the construction business. I'm going to get into worldwide jihad. And he's continuing to hold sales meetings. Just interesting. And watch porn, too. He watched a fair amount of porn. I read the uh, the Freedom of Information Act request by BroBible.com. You ever read a Freedom of Information Act request? It's very lawyerly establishing the right of the, the people, blah, 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 the, the, the lack of uh, compelling reasons, abba-dabba-do. This is what the good folks at BroBible wrote, and I'm going to have to censor this. We at the, gen- the Men's General Interest po- Publication, BroBible.com, one of the nation's largest websites for men, would like to know what pornographic material Osama bin Laden had in his possession at the time of his death. We are adults. We can handle it. it by, by the way, if, the, if you're rolling along in the minivan right now with the kids, maybe time to turn down the old volume. We are adults. We can handle it. We would like to know what kind of porn the world's most wanted man jerked it to. Does being under the constant threat of capture require extra stimulation? I imagine it would be hard for him to focus on his, you know what? So I figure he had to watch some really nasty blank. (laughs) That's the Freedom of Information Act request. And is that the one that from they, Bro Bible? And is that the the request that was honored to release this stuff? No, that oh, okay. they no they they said no. We're not releasing oh. any of the porn. Oh, okay, not gotcha. the titles, not the the actual stuff. No, you don't get to know. Hmm. Which I think there is some value in it, although it would be used for uh, unseemly purposes. Imagine. I, I, I'm not sure. I. Uh... I can't think of a single reason to keep it secret. If it's particularly awful, you know, the stuff that's a crime in the United States, I think that's got some benefit in terms of our painting our enemies as, as even more depraved than they, than we already feel they are. Well, and I think just having a list of 110 porn titles, please uh, see the movie Clerks, um, I, I think that would say something. You don't have to release the actual movies. Um, people are still buying bump stocks. That never happened. Did you realize that? Oh, the stocks that turn a single-action rifle more or less into a machine gun? Yeah. yeah. Among other things, we'd be, there's more Kevin Spacey fallout. Oh, my God. Stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
43% of Americans think the First Amendment is racist. What? It's the one about quartering a soldier? Is that that Correct. one? Correct. Okay. No, it uh, ends, uh, you're not allowed to drink booze anymore. Right? Ew, That's yeah. the First Amendment. Now, yeah, the, the, the First Amendment, 43% of Americans think it's racist. Uh, we'll get into the details of that. It's pretty darned interesting. You know, one thing that's troubled me kind of on that uh, that theme in the last quite a few years is the Freedom of Information Act, which is really important, the idea that the government is transparent unless it has a compelling reason not to be. The FOIA is what they call call it, is uh, treated as a joke by uh, politicians, the White House, the leaders of Congress, the, the agencies, the government. The IRS gets a FOIA request and laughs at it. They throw it in the trash can. The fifth one they get, they'll send somebody over to Capitol Hill and say, eh, no, it doesn't fall under the act. And six months later, somebody will say, yeah, it does. It's just, it's really, it's outrageous and it's disgusting. But oddly enough, the topic of bin Laden's porn leads you back to the FOIA Unbelievably, writes Vice News, the CIA won't release bin Laden's stash of porn because it's located in a quote-unquote operational file, <laughs> which is exempt from disclosure under the FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act. Is he hiding that from his wife? Um, <laughs> Put it under uh, operational file. It doesn't just say porn. Important accounting details. That's what I'll call it. An operational file is defined as files of the National Clandestine Service, which document the conduct of foreign intelligence or counterintelligence operations or intelligence or security. In other words, stuff that would give away how we do what we do. Or files of the Directorate for Science and Technology, which document the means by which foreign intelligence or counterintelligence collected through scientific and technical systems. Oh, and three files of the Office of Personnel Security, which document investigations conducted to blah, 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 blah. It seems laughable to claim that the pornographic materials or their titles uh, are operational files, according to Stephen Aftergood, the director of the Project on Government Secrecy. Um, they don't fit the definition at all. It is a mystery why this stuff is being withheld and it's thumbing its nose at what ought to be the sacred right of the people, the freedom of information. Of course, you don't care about your rights, do you? He says in transition. The Cato Institute, who we like, um, they did the, it's a libertarian think tank. And, they and did the, the second reference in one hour to the Pink Panther. Oh, that's Cato, right. That's right. Clouseau's sidekick. That's right. Uh, libertarian think tank, the Cato Institute, and we've had a number of their other uh, people on before. I don't think it's named after, quote unquote, my little yellow friend uh, philosoph- from the movies. Philosopher from way, way back in the day. I agree. Um, Forty-three percent of Americans believe supporting free speech of racists is the same as sharing the views of those racists. In the other words, when uh, the ACLU fought the battle to allow the white supremacy groups to march there on the other side of the country where we had the mayhem and the person killed by the car, this 43 percent of people would say they're racists for fighting for the right of those racists to march. That is really scary. It is damn scary. Wait till I break it down by race. Uh-oh. I see this mostly as a uh, a failure of our education system. I, I, I got to believe that for most people, if you explain them why it's important to uh, let everybody have free speech, that, that, that they would, would sink in. I think. And it would take roughly five minutes, including question and answer. I think. Is supporting racists' free speech rights the same as holding racist views yourself? 
Overall, it's 43% that say yes. That is horrifying. For white Americans, 34% say yes. So a third of white Americans say yes. Two-thirds of black Americans say yes. That is horrifying. And nearly two-thirds of Hispanic Americans say yes. So me saying Nazis get to march in the street and hold their placards, get their permit and do their thing, which the Supreme Court has ruled on, uh, me supporting that is the same as holding those views. According to two-thirds of black people and 60% of Hispanics and a third of whites. I, I, I I'm astounded by that. It's pretty amazing. From Frederick Douglass to, to Martin Luther King to Malcolm X to all the great civil rights leaders of our country's history, it was the First Amendment that gave them their voice. And 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 if your beliefs in the First Amendment were to come through, the moment racists took hold, civil rights leaders would be immediately silenced. I just and and how long did that take? How long did that take to now questions and answers? How can we have that percentage of our population not understanding why the First Amendment is the First Amendment? Why the great George Mason would not sign the Constitution because it didn't have a Bill of Rights? It ended up having a Bill of Rights. Anyway, I don't know what you do with that information, but you dedicate your life to educating people about that. That's what you do. Or you hide. Maybe part-time, maybe full-time, maybe on your radio show. Damn it. How about if you hide? <laughs> There's the time for hiding is nigh. Is nigh. I'm hiding. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. The minute somebody who disagrees with your point of view gets into office, you will be silenced. That's why. Yeah, but hate speech is clearly No, no, no. No. Okay. Talking about the World Series last night is hate speech. Dodgers fans everywhere feeling real physical and emotional pain. That's hate speech. You can't talk about the World Series. That's hate speech. I believe that to my bones. I'm going to go on a hunger strike. I'm going to burn down buildings. I'm going to shoot people. I believe that so strongly. You don't get to decide what is hate speech. My wife just texted me, where's the Halloween candy? I had hidden it last night because I don't... In your belly. I don't trust the children. <laughs> Loose around the house with the Halloween candy available. So I'd hidden it up in the cabinet where short people can't reach it. Ah, clever. <laughs> uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Uh, we got GOP tax reform plan details continue to leak out this morning. The LAPD's arrested hundreds of anti-Trump protesters, only three ever criminally charged. So what's up with that? And yet another Hollywood legend charged with sexual abuse. Really? A name I will recognize? A name you will recognize. A lot of these names I haven't recognized. Uh, this one you I guarantee you will Which recognize scale this one. Of, scale of one to five. Five. How bad? Five, the sexual abuse? No, 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 no. I thought you wanted to. Uh, no, uh, I just, how bad was it? Because uh, we're using uh, these terms scale. that apply from everything to, from, to rape. Scale of maybe two. Yeah. Okay, stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A lot more of the ads out today that Russia was spreading around America during the election, getting us all worked up against each other. That's right. A lot of it race-related. 
Making, love, my friends. Love, not hate. Making you more afraid of Black Lives Matter than you need be, or making Black Lives Matter people more afraid of the cops than you need be. Black people in general. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 clever for an enemy of the United States. A lot of the overheated stuff we heard was directly from Putin's goons and, and spies. Absolutely. We'll have more of those examples coming up later. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, after all the build-up, the House Republican tax plan is finally being unveiled on Capitol Hill. That's going on even as we speak. But in advance of the bill's release, sources have been sharing summaries of the plan, which would permanently lower the corporate tax rate to 20%. And limit the home interest deduction to loans of up to $500,000. The bill would also increase the standard deduction for individuals and households. It would repeal the alternative minimum uh, minimum tax and increase your child tax credit to $1,600. Gotta have some more childs. Does uh, does the topic ever come up of the the weirdness that we have a, a one number for the whole country? Because a house that costs a, a mortgage right. that's $500,000. There are a lot of places in the country where there's nobody in that town knows anybody with a house that costs that much. It Not would, one it would, person. It would be nearly impossible to <laughs> build a house that expensive in a lot of America. And you would just run and, out of ideas. All right, I got a 12,000 square foot house on 150 acres. I got my own basketball court, recording studio, and three lakes. 480 grand. Now what? And we're on the air in a lot of cities where you don't know a single person that doesn't have a mortgage that big. Everybody you know has a mortgage that big because that's what all the houses cost. God, it's just ridiculous. Details. And, and it's so simple. I mean, don't, is there anybody who doesn't understand what we just said? No, I got it. Signed, dogs. I mean, it's such a simple principle, but for some reason we can't deal with it. We can't manage it. I think you're overstating it. I'm pretty sure my dog couldn't grasp that. <laughs> Send him over. I'm, I'm going to talk to him when I get home and see. The pug especially. You know what he'll do, Sean? You know what noise he'll make? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh that's so disturbing. Stop Nicely it. done. Stop. Sean does a great pug noise. Other details about the bill shows individuals would still be able to deduct their local and state property taxes, but only up to $10,000. Thanks for nothing. Members <laughs> Members were reviewing the tax framework all the way up until its big reveal this morning, which, as I just said, is formally going on even as we speak. So there you go. And once we uh, get the whole thing rolled out in a few minutes, we will have more details, I am sure. Yeah, but the, even then, the sausage isn't in the case and on the grocer shelves. Right. I mean, who knows how it might change. President Trump is saying the Uzbek immigrant accused in the truck rampage that left eight people dead in New York City should be getting the death penalty. He was tweeting last night, NYC terrorist was happy as he asked to bring ISIS flag into his hospital room. He killed eight people badly injuring 12 he should get the death penalty now yesterday trump was telling reporters he would consider sending the attacker to guantanamo bay i would certainly consider that yes i can i would certainly consider that send him to gitmo now this morning the president was tweeting i'd love to send uh, the terrorists to guantanamo but statistically that process takes a lot longer than going through the federal system and the the process of these people becoming radicalized is really interesting to me from a human nature standpoint. Oh, agreed. Yeah. And the the tipping point, there's a name for it. I, it escapes me right now. There's a name for when they officially become radicalized. They've seen enough videos or whatever mm. that they decide to uh, do this. 
And so he had been uh, driving around various right. places. He'd rented the truck the other day as, as a test run. He had gone to various places to see, can I fit my truck through here? How busy is it this time of day yep. with bicyclists? That sort of thing. Can I make the turn? Yeah. All in your mind thinking, I'm going to murder some innocent people who are just out for a bike ride, and that doesn't bother me. Well, so, and he's living in that, like, uh, young Muslim men's flop house right next to the mosque and meeting other guys and chatting over God knows what. And I just, mm, I'm telling you, we're, we're, uh, we're behind Europe. In uh, growing discomfort over certain, you know, cultural changes in this country. It'll be interesting to observe how it goes. L.A. Times reporting last year the LAPD arrested 482 people in anti-Trump protests, far more than any other law enforcement agency in the country. But according to the paper's analysis, nearly a year later... Only three were ever criminally charged. I can tell you precisely what that means, keeping in mind these are people who went so far they got arrested. You can commit crimes with impunity as long as it's anti-Republican or anti-Trump in Los Angeles County. That, that's it. That's the bottom line. Do the math. Uh, the paper is reporting the low number of charges renews criticism. The LAPD was too aggressive in arresting protesters. Oh, please. Civil liberties. God, people are getting a hell beat out of them in various cities for wearing a MAGA hat. Civil liberties advocates said the police tactics used last year could keep people from exercising their First Amendment rights. That's a crock of crap. I tell you what, you go out right now, go out on the Ventura Boulevard and start yelling. Well, number one, you're going to have to get in line. There are a lot of crazy people. But go so, talk about anything you want. Yell about anything you want. Call for redress of your grievances all freaking day long. You will not be arrested, you liars. And I'm a First Amendment freak over here. Don't see, don't you take my cause and, and twist it to your will. You just want one side arrested, you lying liars. <laughs> Legendary actor Dustin Hoffman is facing sexual harassment claims. A woman is alleging that she was an intern for the 1985 movie uh, Death of a Salesman when Hoffman repeatedly sexually harassed her. What did he do? Because people use that term very broadly. Well, pardon the term broad. She says when she was 17, Hoffman repeatedly talked about sex in front of her and even grabbed her backside on a number of occasions. When she was 17? Yes. Hoffman is now apologizing for his alleged behavior, saying he's sorry for anything he might have done. But we, we've got to come up with a gradation on this sort of thing. Yep. That That is uncool. If you did that to my wife or my daughter, I'm going to punch you in the effing nose. But it's not the same as raping somebody, right. and it's not the same as pulling down your pants and working it in front of them and not letting them leave the room. So we got to have a, a scale of awfulness on this. Yeah, right. It's a grade two sexual harassment. You know, we got to have one through five or something like that. Yeah. We can debate what's what for a while if you like. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I'm going to go to the set. I'm going to ask him, did you know my daughter's 17? If he says with his Oscar-winning mouth, I had no idea. I'd say, you touch her again, I'm going to flatten your friggin' nose. And if he says, yeah, I did, well, then I go to the flattenings. The flattenings begin. Win an Oscar now, bleedy. Hmm? He'd probably go into his Rain Man act. Are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson? Indeed. Who's the perv now? Best bleeding on a movie set goes to you, sir. Right as you walk away. <laughs> Easy drop to the mic. Somebody Easy. give me a mic so I can drop it. Easy to say about the 105-pound Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're going to go beat true. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> well, he's the star in question. <laughs>
He'd feel the same way if it were The Rock. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Do you know my daughter was 17, sir? <laughs> Mr. Rock, sir? <laughs> Beating up tiny little Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> no, The Rock, I'd obviously have to come up from behind him and right. crack him over the head with a board. Just a good idea. It's just practical. Hey, sure. Rock, what's that over there? Right? <laughs> you, you trick Whammo! him. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Now that the World Series is over. Yeah. Come on, I was getting a little out of hand. Yeah, I got a little festive last night myself. Game 7, enjoyed it very much. It just takes up a lot of time. Yeah. Now the WNBA. Oh, boy. I'm looking forward to this very much. Conversation with Bill Roggio, a senior fellow at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies and an editor for FTD's Long War Journal. Um, The foundation was uh, important in the effort to get the Bin Laden papers uh, disclosed. Uh, Bill joins us now. How are you, sir? Great, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes. Oh, thanks for having me. Why did it take so long for the release of what appeared to be non-critical uh, national security documents? Yeah, look, my uh, colleague Tom, Thomas Jocelyn and I were both both at the FDD and at the Long War Journal. Uh, Tom especially has pushed really hard to have these documents released. We, we, since we were aware of their existence, we've always felt that the American public has a right to know what um, is in bin Laden's files because it will teach us, educate us about al-Qaeda, about its links to terrorist groups, to, to, uh, to foreign governments, things like that, and then allow, you know, we can't make good policy without good information and intelligence on um, your enemy. Now, the Obama administration, um, which was interested in doing things like disengaging from Afghanistan and cutting in a deal with Iran, I don't think the administration wanted these documents released. Because when you look into the files, if you want to cut a deal with the Taliban to withdraw from Afghanistan, well, when you look in the files, you're going to see that al Qaeda and the Taliban um, had operational links up to the time of bin Laden's death. So it's kind of hard to argue, well, we should cut a deal with the Taliban when it's cooperating with al-Qaeda, or when you want to cut a nuclear deal with Iran. And the documents show that the, uh, the Iranian government and al-Qaeda had a transactional relationship going on between them again up, up until the time of bin Laden's death. Then it's hard to, to, to argue the case to the American public to cut those deals. So the administration, Obama administration really wanted to, and you know, the day before the, they left office, the director of national intelligence said, you know, they're closing the book. There's nothing new in these files. And yet just the, 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 the scant amount of information that we gathered um, with a cursory look, we had a, 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 an advanced preview of these files because we were the ones that worked to get them pushed. You know, we found pictures of uh, Hamza bin Laden. He's going to be, he's probably the heir to al-Qaeda throne is how we hear he's killed or captured. We found who was at his wedding. We found more ties to uh, Iran and al-Qaeda. These, these were in, some of this was in previous documents. That's the I- irony. Um, we found, you know, information that al-Qaeda was still linked, or I'm sorry, that bin Laden was still operationally 
relevant and in operational control of al-Qaeda, despite the administration saying he was a lion in winter and, you know, basically cut off from the group. So it's all important information that the public, I think, has a right to know. So you think the administration at the time, the Obama administration, uh, felt there were too many inconvenient truths in the uh, in the bin Laden stuff that wouldn't fit in with what they were hoping to accomplish? Yeah, I, I do. I, I really do think so. Um I, I I think that it made it would make the arguments that it wanted to make on national security issues extremely difficult, and um, you know I think there's a, there's probably another part to this is that you know going through all these files and trying to figure out what was what should be released and what's operational. But I, I don't think you know look I don't think that's all a, a bigger part of the problem. I think a bigger part the biggest part of the problem is the administration really just didn't want some of this information out there. It wanted to set the narrative on what Al Qaeda was doing and what it was doing with other states as opposed to um, independent analysts going through and saying, look what we found. Bill Roggio is a senior fellow with the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. We were reading through some of the um, documents on and off the air and we're struck by the fact that Obama, Osama, rather, uh, remember back in the days when everybody did that, that <laughs> Osama was a fairly classic CEO and was delivering messages from accounting practices to managerial to personnel management, etc. And I don't know, I feel like I understand al-Qaeda better now uh, to to my benefit. What what has struck you about his management style? Listen, I... So in the, the very limited release of documents, this was quite clear, and this is why Tom and I, we always scratched our heads. We're like, how could they set the narrative that he was just some guy cut off from the group? You saw it in, in previously released documents and in current documents that he was. Uh, you know, he, was, he took a very active role, and what we see in the new batch of documents, so again, we've barely scratched the surface, but what we can see from the files that we've reviewed you know, is that that's absolutely the case, really, up until the time of his death. We, you know, he kept a journal. He kept, he, he was a, a leader who had his, his hands in all elements of the organization. I mean, he was brilliant, you know, while he was brilliant in his own way, like most megalomaniac uh, leaders are, and he put his stamp on that organization. And to be, uh, have a bipartisan critique, it sounds to me that, that both Bush and Obama, whether they didn't know or they were misleading us on purpose, were wrong about how uh, powerful bin Laden still was. Because, you know, W was saying he's he's ooching around in a cave. I don't think he's, you know, leading much of anything anymore. Ha, ha, ha. And it would seem the guy was still running a, a, a multi-million dollar international organization with thousands and thousands of employees down to the most minute detail. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I often get criticized. Well, you're attacking Obama. It's a political attack. I could sit here and tell you uh, we could spend it, do a whole show on what the Bush administration has done wrong with al-Qaeda. He kept a list of al-Qaeda leaders and did this several times. And when he said, oh, we got the 75 percent of the senior leaders killed, al-Qaeda is no longer, you know, it's, it's defeated. It's no longer relevant. Obama did the same thing in his drone programs. And, you know, it's a failure. I've argued from the, for a long time. Al-Qaeda and, and now the Islamic State and jihadism has grown because of the failures of two successive presidencies. Bill Raggio, editor of FDD's Long War Journal. That is the uh, Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Hey, uh, Bill, number one, we appreciate the chat. Sorry, our time's kind of limited. But number two, we appreciate you and your colleague pushing as hard as you have. Keep fighting the good fight. Thank you very much. Very kind words. I really appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Thanks a million. 
So will we have a third administration do this at some point? Um, I don't know. You know, the, the, the classic Orwellian thing is to overstate the threat from foreign adversaries so you mm-hmm. can keep control and money and blah, 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 as opposed to downplay it. Well, you know, I would suggest having thought about it now for three seconds, because that's an intriguing question. Um, you you overstate the capabilities of the enemy till you accrue the power you need. Then in what remains a republic, when it comes time for the election, you tout your incredible success. We defeated them. In vanquishing them. And then the day after the election, you go back to uh, accruing power. So Bush saying uh, oh, 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 Osama bin Laden didn't lead any parades anywhere. He's ooching around in a cave. That was not accurate. Nope. And Obama saying Al-Qaeda is on the run. That was definitely not accurate. Right. So we got to keep that in mind going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of makes you cynical about uh, just, you know, both parties. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.